0: You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked
0: On Kings. It wasn't as bad as the final minute collapse in Sacramento, but once again the Kings fall apart in the fourth quarter against the Charlotte Hornets. Marvin Bagley, after a clean ballot of help this season, fractures his left hand. He's expected to miss over a month of action, and I negotiated a trade with the Locked On Cavaliers podcast that would send Buddy Heald to Cleveland. I'll give you the details of that trade with a breakdown for both signs featuring myself and Chris Manning of Locked On Cavs on today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game by game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings, both as an on air host and multimedia journalist. And like I started yesterday's podcast talking about the Kings' loss to the Atlanta Hawks over the weekend, I'm tired of talking about the same thing. It's the same thing over and over and over again with the Kings. It just so happened that we got an even more specific consistency with Sacramento here in their collapse in the fourth quarter against the Charlotte Hornets couple of weeks ago in Sacramento, and then their collapse once again in the fourth quarter in this game. They were outscored 31-20 to in the final 12 minutes to lose 122 to 116, erasing another fairly solid game for De'Aaron Fox. He finished with 29 points on 11 of 22 shooting. Uh, Also uh, finished with 4 rebounds and 8 assists. Uh, Did turn the ball over a couple of times, but not nearly as bad as we've seen in the past. Rashawn Holmes had another solid game, 17 points, 15 rebounds. He did all he could to lead the Kings to that victory. Also had four blocked shots. But what are the main storylines from this game? Well, let's talk about the non-Marvin Bagley storylines, and that's the fact that the Kings in that fourth quarter fell apart. And people want to talk about the last two-minute report. People want to talk about the questionable no-call uh, late in the game where Terry Rozier uh, seemingly touched, or not seemingly, he did touch an inbound pass that then went into the backcourt, which according to the rules, should be over and back, which would have been Kings basketball uh, with a good chance to tie the game. But, in the end, I'm not too concerned about that. Yes, it was a big moment in retrospect, but overall, the Kings didn't lose that this game because of that moment. In fact, I am confident in saying that had the Kings gotten that call and gotten possession of the basketball, they would not have executed, not have tied up this game, or not have won this game because they didn't deserve to win this game. They didn't look like they had any capability of winning this game with the way that they performed in the fourth quarter. It was the same thing, the same collapse. They fell apart again and it's extremely frustrating. Uh, We did finally get the Tyrese Halliburton versus... Uh, Lonzo Ball, or rather LaMelo Ball battle, and Tyrese Halliburton admitted himself after the game that he is not playing well. In fact, he said he was just playing terrible. Uh, he finished with four points, also four rebounds, three assists, four personal fouls and 28 minutes. He still hasn't looked comfortable at all since coming back from that injury. Am I concerned about Tyrese Halliburton? Not at all. I saw some people on social media saying, what if the first half of the season, what if his, his strong start to the season was a fluke, a mirage? don't buy into that. Don't get too far down that rabbit hole. Don't depress yourself more than you're already depressed by what you've seen from the Sacramento Kings this season, especially in recent weeks. What Tyrese Halliburton showed us at the beginning of the season is very much real Tyrese Halliburton. He will get back to that. I have full confidence in that. Here's a depressing stat for you, courtesy of Jason Ross, Sacramento Kings radio broadcaster and former host here of the Locked on Kings podcast. In the last four and a half minutes, the Kings went two of nine from the field, scored just six points. In the final four and a half minutes, the Hornets went five of six from the field and scored 18 points. Brutal. And I tweeted out towards the end of the game when I was very confident that the Kings were not going to be victorious, that the basketball IQ ...of this team sometimes is just jarring to me. And I'm not just talking about the inconsistencies that this team plays with... ...making the same mistakes over and over again. I'm frustrated with that. But the -the in-the-moment decision-making by sometimes a group of players... ...sometimes just one player... ...it physically bothers me. Some of the plays that the Kings try to make. Some of the mistakes that the Kings invite upon themselves... Self-inflicted wounds. Sounds like I'm picking on Buddy Heald here, but with the Kings down three points with 23 seconds on the shot clock, inbounding on the sideline with barely under a minute remaining, Buddy Heald decided that a turnaround fadeaway wing three with still basically a full shot clock was a good idea to try and tie the game. Moments like that, garbage hero ball that this team falls into, I refuse to believe that that was a set piece drawn up by Luke Walton. And if it was, Walton needs to be fired today. But I truly don't believe that was an executed plan. Now, maybe Luke Walton wanted the Kings to get a good look for Buddy Heald. Because without Buddy, the Kings shot like four of 20 from three-point range. Buddy Heald had five threes on the night. He wasn't phenomenal, but he was better than he was in Atlanta over the weekend, finished with 23 points. But there's a massive difference between running your offense and getting a good look for Buddy Heald to try and tie the game and inbounding the ball to Buddy so he can throw up a prayer as if he's trying to beat the buzzer with 20-plus seconds remaining on the shot clock. Moments like that, decisions like that in the moment, whether it's one player or multiple, it's jarring to me. It shows me how far some of these players, and really this team as a whole, still has to go. And then there's Marvin Bagley. We find out just before the second half begins that Bagley will not be coming back into the game because of an injury to his left hand. And then we find out after the game that that injury is a fracture to the fourth metacarpal in his left hand, and just through research and conversations with other people, the average time that it takes to recover from that injury is four to six weeks. Four to six weeks, meaning Bagley's either coming back late April or early May. The season ends in mid-May. Regardless of how much time he's missing, this is a punch to the gut. And I could not feel worse for Marvin. I was really enjoying Talking about Marvin Bagley's basketball, I was really enjoying just focusing on being critical of his game, but praising his, granted, slow development, but still he was improving. Outside jump shot was looking better. Defensively, minor improvements this season. The biggest improvement was the fact that on top of the consistent court time, Bagley and Fox were starting to really figure out how to play together. We were seeing flashes of that 1-2 game we all dreamed about when Bagley was selected number two overall. We weren't talking about health at all this season. And it was glorious. It was the way things should be. And then this happens. Another just basketball injury. And I'm not here for anybody saying Bagley's brittle, Bagley's injury prone. I don't like that crap. But yes, at some point, the Kings have to look at what they have in Marvin Bagley and go, we probably shouldn't invest in this long-term, especially financially. If the injuries will continue. Now, I don't think we're there yet. And truth be told, this is a lot worse for Marvin Bagley than it is for the Sacramento Kings. This season was about the Kings finding out what they had in Marvin. And now we're going to get another month to potentially two months of the remainder of this season without Marvin Bagley, where Monty McNair and the Kings can decide that after another developmental setback, if they want to be competitive as early as next season, they are going to move forward forward without Bagley as part of this core. That doesn't mean they trade him away at the trade deadline or trade him away this offseason, but the time that he is missing in a gap year that is all about development, or at least that's what they're selling us, another setback for Marvin Bagley is extremely significant. Year one and two is one thing. Year three, with expectations for years four and five, that's another thing entirely. I just feel bad for the man. He worked so hard. None of these injuries are his fault. And he has to go through this process again. I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he can come back sooner rather than later. Hopefully it'll be closer to the four-week mark so he can play the final month of the season and maybe get back to what he was doing or even improve on it. But I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not predicting this. I'm not rooting for this. But I would not be surprised if this is the beginning of the end of Marvin Bagley as a core piece for the Sacramento Kings. But, maybe unfortunately for all of us, the season goes on. And I don't believe that this Bagley injury is going to have an effect on how the Kings approach the trade deadline or that drastic of an effect. But with the trade deadline coming up, Monty McNair still has significant decisions to make. Yesterday, in an article for The Athletic, Sam Amick wrote that Buddy Heald's value has been extremely negatively affected by his contract, so much so that he expects that it is way more likely that the Kings trade Harrison Barnes than it is Buddy Heald. So I took to the Locked On Podcast Network hosts. I went to our group chat and I said, hey, who out there would be interested in trading for Buddy Heald? A couple of teams reached back to me, the New York Knicks, the Memphis Grizzlies among them, but it was the Cleveland Cavaliers that I really engaged in trade negotiations with. Now, of course, this is all hypothetical, but we came up with a deal that I really, really like. You will hear what agreement we came to next. Today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models, Pacifica, XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I don't even know what that means. And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Chain stores have different price tiers For professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login you can get the exact parts that you need at the click of a button They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This is Matt George from the Locked On Kings podcast, and I am joined by Chris Manning, one of the hosts of the Locked On Cavaliers podcast. We have just negotiated a trade that would send Buddy Heald to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Before we get into the specifics of this trade, who's coming back to Sacramento, what's all going to Cleveland in this deal, Chris, I wanted to talk to you about the interest in Buddy Heald from the Cleveland perspective. I threw out there just to our entire Locked On NBA group chat after the news today from Sam Amick of The Athletic uh, that there is significantly diminished value for Buddy Healed because of his contract specifically. I threw out there just a generic, hey, If you're interested in Buddy Heald at all, you think your team would be interested in Buddy Heald, contact me. Let's talk about it and see if we can negotiate something. You were one of the first two teams, including the Memphis Grizzlies, who contacted me. What is it about Buddy Heald that you think could be a good fit for the Cleveland Cavaliers and how much does Buddy's contract weigh into things?
1: So I, it's an interesting question with the contract. I'll start there just because I think the Cavs, you know, I think like Memphis would sort of probably think the same way that they're not a free agency destination, right? Like this isn't a, a team or a, a city frankly. And I think Sacramento can sort of understand this as well. Just like you're usually not getting like the highest high end guys to come to you for agency right? like, you're, you know, like you're not going to get the next Kawhi and PG to like force their way to, to Cleveland or Sacramento. Um, I have no, I love Sacramento. The, the, the movie uh, ladybird is just like dear to my heart. So I, I need to get the Sacramento just for homage to that. But like, I, I look at this and it's like, okay, this is a good player. And yes, the contract is maybe a little much, but I think he can still provide value. And I think there's like a lot of reasons to, to like buddy Heald. Um for Cleveland specifically. This is a really, really bad three-point shooting team. And not just in terms of accuracy. Like, I think that's, Kind of like their bottom three, and obviously Buddy would change that, but for the year, and it's changed a little bit of late, but for the year, they're 30th, according to Cleaning the Glass and three-point rate. They need to just take more three-pointers. Like They're about half the the volume of the Utah Jazz. Like I'm not saying you need to go all the way to that, but I think you need to dial it up and find organic ways to do that, and Buddy Heald is just a guy who's going to do that for you. Um, and, you know, like I, you know, I told you in our, and we were chatting about this um, via DM, like, I don't know exactly like what the fit is and, and how all that worked, but I think like the talent bet um, would, would be an interesting one. And I, I think you can make do with the contract. Like, it, it is what it is. And it's not, you know, I don't think it's, you know, a, like a super albatross uh, by any means. I don't think it's obviously like maybe exactly what you'd want, but I don't think it's, you know, backbreaking either.
0: Yeah, you're alluding to what you said would have to come back to Sacramento and really what would have to work financially, what would have to come to Sacramento in order for this this uh, this trade to work out. And you were looking at either Andre Drummond being involved in this deal, and we know Drummond and his expiring deal have been a, a topic of major conversation around this trade deadline. Many teams potentially interested, including the Los Angeles Lakers, or you talked about a potential package, including uh, Osman and and Prince. So I kind of combined the two into what uh, was the final deal that we came up with. I'm going to read the final deal off right now, Chris, that we have both agreed to, and then we'll kind of talk about this uh, from both sides. But what we agreed to was Sacramento Trades, Buddy Heald, and Corey Joseph, who uh, has a only $2 million of his, I think, $12 million contract next season are guaranteed, so the Cavs can do what they will with him, another, uh, another guard there. Uh, that will go to Cleveland, along with uh, the Los Angeles Lakers' second-round pick in this year's draft, the 2021 draft, and the Chicago Bulls' second-rounder in the 2022 draft. All four of those assets are would go to Cleveland, and in return, Sacramento would get Andre Drummond, Torian Prince, and a first-round pick with a lot of protections. To go through this, it would be uh, top 25 protected in 2022, if those protections held up, which most likely they would. It would become top 20 protected in 2023, and if that held up, it would become lottery protected in 2024. So that was the final deal there. Why, in your mind, is this a good deal for
1: the Cleveland Cavaliers? Um, first, I also just want to note that I didn't even forgot to mention this before. Buddy Hill's contract goes down in value mm-hmm. after this year. Yep. Um, and I think that you can like sort of, that that sort of makes me think like you can sort of wiggle around that a little bit. Look, it, it's not, it's no secret that Andre Drummond um, is, is done playing with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is that is ended, That is come and gone. It's, it's, his time with the Cavs is done. To, all the kind of smoke out there right now indicates that like they're having a hard time finding deals for him in general. And like, he might be a buyout guy, whether that means Brooklyn or LA or whatever. I, I think if you're Cleveland, I think you you maybe try to take a swing and use that contract to get a guy who's maybe like, you know, in a weird spot somewhere else, um, or, or just do something just to kind of see if you can get some kind of value back. Like one of the ones that I've, I've been you know wondering is like, could you do something where, like, you just flip auto Porter and Andre Drummond. The Bulls had reportedly had some interest. Could you get, like, a, a second or something back in exchange for that? Hildred would obviously be, you know, a much better example of that because I think he's a good player. I think he, you have him locked in a little bit longer. If you think he can help you, then it's sort of, I, I think, to me, it makes a lot of sense. And Corey Joseph, you know, maybe you end up cutting him or whatever, but, like, I do think this team has a need for, like, a third point guard. I think Dele, um is kind of near the end here. He hasn't played a game this year. Quinn cook is on a 10 day deal now, but like, you know, I, I like Quinn cook, but I don't know if he's, you know, around beyond this 10 day deal, even it's sort of unclear at this point. So I I think it's just buddy healed as a talent play. And I think for a team like Cleveland that is still trying to figure out what it is and without having to give up a pick that is, you know, going to convey anytime soon that theoretically might convey in a couple of years. And when you're a little bit better and can kind of be insulated from the the hit of that, I do kind of think, you know this this is a talent play that you're kind of using that Drummond trip that's going to go away otherwise um and I I'd, I'd be curious to know sort of for, for on your side of the things like why why is I a lot of times when we I've asked people about Drummond, it's just like a non-starter like they're just they're like I'm good like our, our team doesn't you know quite need this guy I don't really think the the thought on him around the league at least in our little corner of our lockdown host is particularly high so wh- why was Drummond kind of like a not a non-starter for you
0: to me, Drummond is actually more a filler in this deal than anything else. And And I say that with respect to Drummond, I do believe he can provide something very valuable for a team still. Uh, in his career, but the expiring money is what's most important here from the Sacramento perspective. That the Kings are able to get off of the contract of Buddy Hield immediately, open up cap space, which is what new general manager Monty McNair has wanted to do uh, since arriving here. That way, you can do so without having to give up Harrison Barnes, who is very important to this team and is having a, a career year and is a better fit. It's easier to move on from Buddy Heald at this point, at least from the Kings' perspective, because his replacement in Tyrese Halliburton, at least in the the starting lineup is already here. I would argue Tyrese Halliburton is already a better, more impactful player uh, than than Buddy Hield, and has been so really uh, this entire season. So taking Andre Drummond back, it, it kind of kills two birds with one stone. In in one area, uh, you potentially make a short term win now move where you can move Tyrese Halliburton into the starting lineup. You can move either Rashawn Holmes or Marvin Bagley out of the lineup and play Andre Drummond, allow him to uh, finish out the season, getting significant minutes as a starter in Sacramento, and maybe that helps you make a run for that play-in tournament and maybe, maybe, maybe the playoffs, which are are really a, a, a long-distant goal here uh, in Sacramento, if we're being completely honest. And then if Drummond decides he doesn't want to resign here in Sacramento and he leaves... It's not a big loss to you. With the addition of of Torian Prince, you add some wing depth and some some somewhat defense um, that uh, the Kings are in desperate need of. Uh, And to also get a first-round pick on top of that, regardless of the amount of uh, protections that it has, and the Kings probably won't be able to cash in on it until 2024 2025, doesn't matter. To me, to get that value for Buddy Heald and his contract right now is an absolute win for Sacramento. I know there's going to be pushback from some Kings fans who recognize the elite shooting that Buddy Heald has and not wanting to just... Give that away when the best coming back, I guess, is an expiring major contract, and the likelihood of Drummond resigning in Sacramento, I would say, is is very very low. I
1: get that concern. Well, I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know about that, man. I uh, I don't know what the market for him is going to be, and I, I think there's a chance that if you get him in house and it works well, and like someone like De'Aaron Fox can, it, who who's probably the best, and Halliburton, too, are sort of the best uh passing guards he's played with maybe in his career like just think about the point guards he's played with these guys are going to be better than than frankly what he's played with and I say that as as a Darius Garland believer you know like I just don't think ha- ha- there's no one quite as good as as Fox that Drummond's played with in Detroit or Cleveland like maybe there's a way that like this is sort of what can elevate him beyond sort of being like kind of a frustrating player I think like that's kind of the my one of my things is like if a team can get him that can Um, Pass kind of pass him to better stats, basically, and better shots at the rim. Like, there's a way where Drummond could be useful. Maybe Sacramento was that. And I don't know. And again, I don't know if, like, I think there's a fair question. Like, does Drummond want to, you know, like, play in a on a in a big market on a, on one of these big really good teams and take a picket or does he want a little more money and still be like a close to a future guy? Like Sacramento might offer him that. I wouldn't say it's like a unlikely situation where he goes there and then doesn't come back. But I don't I don't know exactly for sure. Yeah, obviously.
0: yeah I, I have certain questions honestly about the King's willingness to pay him and bring him back because they also have the the possibility of paying Rashawn Holmes and in theory you'd be able to get Rashawn Holmes for uh significantly less money Uh, assuming Andre Drummond doesn't accept a a pay cut. Um, There's also the questions of Marvin Bagley, whether or not he's a four or a five that come into play. But in, in this case the Kings would acquire Andre Drummond and maybe get a tryout or an audition for him for the second half of the season. And if the fit is fantastic, like you're talking about he and Halliburton or he and Fox are all three of them really hit it off. And he provides some physicality on the inside, some rebounding, which the Kings are in need of. If that works out, I could see the Kings being interested in negotiating with him. But my point is if you lose Drummond for nothing at the end of it, to me, it's still not a massive loss when you're able to get Bagley or rather uh, buddy Hield's money off the books Uh, And you still are able to pick up a piece uh, like a prince who adds a little bit of depth.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair, and I I think Prince is like decent. Like he's been heard of late, but he's 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 a decent player. Like I don't think you're he's I don't think he's as good of a shooter as healed, but like you're not you're getting like a serviceable wing player on like Mm -hmm. at a decent number um, in this deal too. So I I think that's kind of interesting.
0: So there you go. That is the final deal that we negotiated between Locked On Kings and Locked On Cavs. We'll run through it one more time. The Cleveland Cavaliers uh, will get Buddy healed. Um, uh, Corey Joseph, a 2021 second rounder from the Lakers and a 2022 second rounder from the Chicago Bulls, which the Kings currently have. All four of those assets go to Cleveland. Sacramento gets back. Andre Drummond, Torian Prince uh, and a heavily protected uh, 20 or uh, future first rounder that is Top 25 protected in 2022, top 20 protected in 2023, and lottery protected in 2024. I like the deal for both sides. It would be interesting to see if a deal like this uh, actually happened, my friend, but I appreciate you uh, you hopping on here negotiating with me. And uh, This could be an interesting trade deadline to see if anything like this possibly happens, regardless of what happens with Andre Drummond. Uh, from a Cavaliers and a Kings perspective, there's going to be a lot to follow.
1: Yeah, this is going to be fun. Always a fun time of year and, and you know good to do this. Today's episode
0: of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online is the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. With the NBA, college basketball, March Madness time, NHL being in full swing, not to mention baseball and soccer right around the corner. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free. Free to sign up, and you can even get a free show here on the Locked On Podcast Network called Locked On Bets that'll help you make money on BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On at BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. The Kings might have lost, but I'm celebrating at least one victory today thanks to Built Bar Madness. You've heard me talk about Built Bar for a while now, the best-tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, delicious-tasting protein protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And we are doing a thing called Built Bar Madness here in the month of March to find out which Built Bar is the best. And yesterday's matchup featured my favorite, mint brownie, absolutely decimating Toffee Almond to move into the enticing eight. I'm very happy about that, and you can vote on today's matchup between Coconut Almond and Peanut Butter Brownie. I know which one I'm voting for there. It's Peanut Butter Brownie. Clearly, winner of this matchup will move on to Face Mint Brownie in the next round. You can go on to BuiltBar.com right now and vote on your favorite, or you can tweet at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to cast your vote. And remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will win to become the best-tasting protein bar. I want to hear your thoughts on the trade that we negotiated, sending Buddy Hield and Corey Joseph to Cleveland, getting Andre Drummond back as well as Tarion Prince and a future heavily protected first-round pick. I know there are going to be some negative responses. I also know there are going to be some positive responses. For me, that would be a tremendous win for the Kings if they could pull it off. And really, it really has very little to do with Andre Drummond. If it happened to work out here to where Andre wanted to be paid and the Kings wanted to bring Andre back, that's great. I'm making this move with the expectation that Andre is going to be gone at the end of the season and that money is going to be off the books. On top of that, the Kings get some wing depth and Prince and they get a future first rounder. To me, that's the best case scenario for Budden. Healed with how poor his value is at the moment. I did also say, though, that I wasn't just going to give Buddy Healed away for rags. I don't think that's rags, but maybe you do. So let me know your thoughts on that trade. I want to hear it good or bad. At Matt George Radio on Twitter, you can tweet me your thoughts or you can email them to me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. And please send me your trades, whatever deals you're trying to make as an armchair GM during this trade deadline time. Send them to me. I want to see them. I want to hear your feedback on why you think it would work, why it would make the Kings better or worse, what your plan would be if you were Monty McNair. Send them to me. I look forward to reading those. I look forward to reading your comments and feedback on the trade that I negotiated. And I also look forward to having you back on tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast, where I'm expected to be joined by another guest. The Cavaliers were not the only team that I was negotiating with in a buddy-heeled trade scenario. I'm also looking at a piece in Chicago that I would like to try and find a way to bring to Sacramento. As the trade deadline approaches, we're going to have more fun with these hypothetical deals and be sure to listen to the rest of the local hosts and our national shows all over the Locked On Podcast Network for phenomenal coverage of the trade deadline. That does it for today's show. I appreciate you tuning in and listening. Please stay safe, stay healthy, join me for the next one. Leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts if you have a moment. And I'll talk to you next time. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.